0: Greetings and blessings, and welcome to the unnumbered episode of 5050, a look back fifty years ago and a countdown to my fiftieth birthday celebration. I'm your host Jason, podcasting from my new secret bunker in Denver, Colorado. Thanks for joining me.
1: Two, three, five, eight, thirteen, twenty one thirty four fifty-five eighty nine one forty
0: four. This man going through the Fibonacci numbers is my father.
1: The story really begins in the late 60s or very, very early 70s when uh, my former wife, Marjorie Don Capricorn, uh, read Adele Davis' book and started baking whole wheat bread, which for some strange reason I was resistant against it in the beginning and then learn to love it. And this is my mom.
2: I I can remember Jai saying, wait a minute, I have to have tuna fish sandwiches. (laughs) Very important. (laughs) Tuna fish sandwiches, yeah, they're important. They were then to Jai on white bread.
0: Right. But the tuna fish sandwiches on white bread would later become an organic vegetarian diet and later a local food co-op in what was perhaps the unlikeliest of places a small town called Bogosa Springs, Colorado.
2: Well, there wasn't a stoplight. It wasn't the tourist town that it was, although there were a lot of hunters that would come in the fall for elk and deer. People come come up from Texas, and, and it was a lot. Jeez, it was lovely. It still is lovely. But that's one of the reasons that attracted us to it. I think it was such a beautiful place. I know I was concerned about getting food for us, for our family, the right kind of food, and there wasn't a place in Pagosa Springs. There was a grocery store, but there was no organic food like we were starting to be aware of in that time era.
1: We had to travel to Durango to a little health store in an alley... East Second Avenue, I believe, owned and operated by a magnificent woman, Pat Blair.:
2: There were a lot of young people moving in there. It was the age of Aquarius, if you will, it was hippie era. And a lot of young people were moving from the cities. You know, they wanted to live in the country and live in... Some of them were making communes and, you know, and and a lot of the people who had young families were wanting and had moved from cities wanted to have good food for their families. And,
0: and that, it wasn't to be found no, in Pagosa. No. So there was a grocery store and, there,
2: there was a grocery store I came remember the name of it at the time, but it was a grocery store, and it was an okay grocery store, you know, regular grocery store, but no other, no way to get any organic food or anything that we were interested in eating, and certainly not stuff to do vegetarian food with. I mean, I was making, you know, there's a soy product that you could make, like, Fake ground meat or veggie burgers or something with and. A
0: texturized soy protein stuff. yeah. Yeah,
2: you couldn't get that there. And so there were people who went to Durango and would bring stuff back. And I think that's what started the idea. You know, people were going over to Durango and buying stuff and bringing it back. And we were saying, well, wait a minute, why don't we just get it here?
1: We told a few friends, we had a few meetings. And uh, decided to form this buying club, which uh, in the early days was based out of our kitchen. And eventually that impulse <clears throat> manifested in La Tienda del Campo, which I have a Spanish expert sitting close to me. He knows what that translates uh, that to. That would be
0: something like a country store. Yes,
1: we used the Spanish because we wanted to include the local people, which were, uh, there were a lot of Spanish-speaking people here at mm-hmm. that time. Not many of them came, but, you know, the local hippies of the day <laughs> <laughs> were, were there.
2: We, we did bylaws, we did formal names, we incorporated, I think we even maybe incorporated or whatever...
0: We made it official.
2: We made it <laughs> official, and we uh, had friends that had bought the Adobe Bar, and was a huge, big building, so it had lots of different compartments and rooms, and so we got a little place in that bar and set up shop. So
1: the store was in the uh, back in a small room of what was then called the Adobe, the Adobe building, which was an early uh, gathering place. It was a place to go and a place to have community. And so I enjoyed that. And my son was still young (laughs) at the time. And... I, I, I remember I, him being at the bar with me
0: on a couple of occasions. I just wanted some quarters so I could play some video games or something, right? <laughs> so when you walk by Natural Grocers now, did you, do you, did you get a sense of that there's something that you, you had a
1: small part in that, like pushing that forward or, or not? Well, <laughs> I mean, it's true in a way. Uh, I remember uh, discussions <laughs> saying that we'd hope someday that big chain stores like City Market today would be carrying all these products, mm. and we would be out of business, so to speak. And that would—that's like a goal because uh, you know their volume; they can buy in volume and serve a greater. Um, audience sure Um, and so it took 50 years (laughs) (laughs) well but hey you got to start somewhere right
2: i don't remember how it ended maybe it did Mm. (laughs) not it's still going it's now it's now (laughs) whole foods i don't think think so
0: As I record this episode, there are 139 days, 6 hours, and 14 minutes until my 50th birthday. I hope you'll help me celebrate. Thanks for listening. See you next week.